Hey everybody, welcome back to the MN Carpool Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Max. I'm the other host, Nathan. Alright, and then so... I think we're gonna pick up where we left off on the FedEx, con- or the two working men episode. Um, I think we ended talking about our fir- the end of our first summer at FedEx. Yeah. So, that Christmas break, I went back to work at FedEx. Yeah, how is it? Because like, I've never worked during like Christmas time. Does it? Is it like actually just like twice or like triple amount of packages? It's not triple, but there's like a lot. There's a lot to do. What about belts <laughs> instead of I like heavy packages? Um, thankfully I didn't deal with the belts very much during the Christmas breaks. But um, yeah, I remember like during the Christmas break because the building is too big. It's too darn big to, like, keep it all heated. Because they also have, like, opening and closing garage doors nonstop where the trucks go in and out of. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're just like, yeah, the building's going to be, um, whatever the temperature outside is. Maybe a little bit warmer. Yeah, I mean, they go, like, yeah, they go during the summer, wear, like, shorts, short sleeves. And during the winter, come in, like, a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a story for, about that when we get to the next, uh, the next summer. <laughs> you already know what that one, you already know what that story is. About how they told us to dress. Okay. But in the winter, they're like, yeah, you should you should dress warm. And then you'd start the shift in, like, sweatpants and a sweatshirt. But then you get, like, so hot from working hard. They're like, oh, well, then I... And then you just dress like it's summer anyways. Yeah. But I remember that Christmas... When I was working there... When I was working at FedEx that Christmas... You weren't, and I don't think we'd gotten Max, or, you're Max. I don't think we'd gotten Isaac or Mitch on board with working at FedEx yet. I think, yeah, I think that was just a you winter thing. Yeah. And so, uh, so I would just, like, work there alone each day, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll just listen to music nonstop. Because you had headphones now. Yeah. And that's, I remember, like, there was one song that, because I would listen to, I don't make playlists, I just listen to an artist on repeat. Yeah, so I'd listen to Linkin Park for hours. And I think that's when you still had uh, Spotify non-premium. Oh, no, you're right. I remember, like, we'd drive, like, later, like, during that summer, we'd, like, drive, and Nate would, like, have his phone hooked up to play music. And then Nate would be, like, hear the ad, immediately turn his his radio on. I'd hear, like, the smallest sound of that ad coming on. I was like, I cannot listen to that again. Yeah, he's like he just got a, such a burning hate for the ads. He just turns <sighs> off the like stereo when the ads one are of the playing. ads was for a podcast, and it was for these, and the 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 people's intro like on the ad they went, hey, and that just screamed in my ear time and time they, again while I was trying to work and move boxes at FedEx, and then I just hear, hey, okay, okay, and I was like, no, not this ad. Just blaring music in his ears, and then all of a sudden, just blaring. Yeah, you get that. I hated it so much. That I think that was when I decided to get Spotify Premium, and I was like, I cannot, I cannot deal with that sound but one more time. You got Lonely Boy Hours and FedEx. That's when I started listening to podcasts. Like legit, I think that's when I started because I would because I'd listen to music for three hours, and then like after, because every hour I would change the artist. Yeah. And like when I went to change for the fourth time, I was like. I cannot handle another song right now. I yeah. really can't. I know exactly that, yeah. So that's why I started listening to podcasts. I was like, oh, this is epic. Then I would do that for another four hours. I was like, wow, can my headphone, can my Bluetooth headphones seriously do this right now? Also, they still had the rule in place 
at that point of like no no phones in the building you can't listen to music but they told us like during orientation they're like officially you cannot bring your phone into the building but zero people are going to stop you if you bring your phone into the building yeah now it's like uh company-wide there's you're not supposed to but the person who runs our fedex and like rogers is like saying like yeah you guys can do it they need it they need, they need it they need it so the workers will actually work <laughs> it's true i'm pretty sure once they did that the quit rate went down yeah because i i remember i talked with managers a number of times about the turnover rate because like I'd seen, I'd seen from working at FedEx, like, the employer employee turnover rate is huge. It's so high because, like, it's such hard labor. They get so many people to apply because they offer such high pay, and then people show up, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is backbreaking work. Yeah. And then they leave. So, remember, I had a conversation with one of the managers. I was like, what? what like, what's your, like, what are you guys aiming for to try to, like, how long to keep the average employee? He's like, well, we're aiming for the average employee length of stay to be like six months like that's it then i was like oh wait i worked this summer and there's only three months yeah, so I guess, yeah i'm pretty sure they get a lot of college kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh and what else was sad about working that christmas was like the christmas break from my school was like three weeks long and like there was a week where i was going through the application process so like on my first day i handed my two-week notice to my manager i was like dude i'm sorry but yeah <laughs> that's that and he was like uh you are cruel. You are a cruel son of a gun. That was also the first time I was working at FedEx that I met um, the the coworker who steals AirPods. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we we'll use a code name. Um, Damien. Okay. Yeah. So there was there was a high school classmate who I ran into at FedEx. I was like, dude, I didn't expect to see you here. Um, we'll code name him. Damien or someone else? Andrew. No, he's not Damien. We'll codename him Andrew. I was like, dude, I didn't expect to see you here. And he's like, yeah, dude, I started working at FedEx. And then he's like, and I like caught up with him and uh, we talked about days that we'd been in cross country together. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go into uh, the National Guard or something soon. I was like, dude, that's wild. And he's telling me all about that. And then like that first shift that I was with him, it was me and Andrew and Damien. And I was like, I was thinking in my head, like, dude, he can't move with no packages. Oh, I remember this. I remember this Damien kid. You know who I'm talking about now? I don't remember this story, but I remember you like always would complain. Like he literally just like would leave for like 40 minutes and just come back randomly. Yup. Yup. Yeah. So Andrew, like Andrew would go out and take, take a cart full of packages to go deliver them. And then like, he, he's like, Oh, he told me like, Oh, I forgot my AirPods one time. And I just left them back at the station. And I came back and Damien just like put them in his ears. And I was like, that's nasty. What? That's like your ear juice in someone else's ear. And then their ear juice in your ear. Like, did he keep them? No, like, Andrew had to walk up to him and go, Hey, dude, um, those, those are, mine. are mine. Give them back. Yeah. Like, that's so awkward. You just have to walk up to someone and be like, Dude, you stole that from me, hand over. And he's like, Oh, yeah, sorry, dog. Here you go. Just don't stick it in your ears. Yeah, why did you just, like, that, that's, that's a gross and creepy. Uh, what music are you listening to? <laughs> oh, that was so grody. Yeah. You know, since I was working alone that Christmas, I don't really have many stories about that shift. Mm-hmm. But the next summer oh, yeah. was I, peak 
story time. That was peak FedEx time because we got we got our friend. We got I think Isaac and Mitch for sure. Isaac, Mitch, you, Ellie, Adam. I forgot Josh, Ellie and Adam were there. Josh, the Ben Fisher joint. Josh and Ben Fisher. So you guys got seven people hopping up in that FedEx. Trip. Yes, yes, we did, and we they didn't all that because Ellie and Adam ended up getting hurt on the job. Yeah, unfortunately. They, like, yeah, they ended up like accidentally getting hurt and having to quit FedEx. Yeah, that was unfortunate. I was like, oh, well, now I, I feel mean, bad because I recommended. Josh got hurt too. Josh got hurt on the job and quit because. <laughs> The they'll back trucks up to the building so you can load packages onto them, and the managers will tell you if they don't back the truck up all the way, you have to tell us. Otherwise, like you might slip and like scar up your leg on it. Yeah, like they like they made that a clear point in my orientation, and my bosses like every day make that a clear point. Yeah. So I remember Josh came up to me and he was like, "Dude, they didn't back my truck up right." I was like, D- "Go, go tell your manager right now because I don't want you to slip and like bleed out." He's like, "No, no, no, I'll be fine." I was like, "Ah, oh, there's an accident waiting to happen." And then later that shift, he walked up and he was like, dude, look how much my leg is bleeding. Yeah, we, we, I think we told this story last time. Oh, shoot. No! But, um. Yeah, but that summer, we had the whole crew. I, wait, were Isaac and Mitch there that summer? I think so, because I think that's the, um, the story where an interesting guy happened to you, you three. Oh, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Now I remember. Okay, so, yeah, because Isaac and Mitch would start, um, they would start, like, each summer, like, working with, working wherever, and then they'd go off to work at summer camp, because they love yeah, Boy they, Scouts and summer camp, and, like, they, that, that's just them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay job for them. They enjoy it, and it's fine. So they started that year, that summer, working with us at FedEx, and I remember we had a manager. Who was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, he was the manager by the name of Josh, but not like, not like our friend Josh we got to work there. He wasn't working there yet. Yeah. He didn't start right away. So it was me and Isaac and Mitch at FedEx. Yeah, because those, those three, I remember like they worked right away because they both, Isaac and Mitch both wanted money right away before they went to camp. Yeah. So we're like, oh, this manager Josh is cool because like at our position in the building, IC belt, there's not many managers. There's like two people. And then if one of them was sick, then it was really rough. Yeah. Ideally, you'd like to have multiple people being able to oversee. So this new guy was getting trained in to manage the ICs belt named Josh. And we're like, oh, cool. All right, so we'll have a new manager. And then we're like, you know, interact with him, talk with him. Like, this guy's kind of cool. Did he play Hearthstone? No, that was Zeph. Okay. No, 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 no. Don't lump Zeph in with Josh. Don't you dare. Okay, okay. Don't you dare. Because there's one shift where like Isaac got sent to work at Smalls and he was just like working with Josh and he'd like done the Smalls packages really well. So at the end of the day, Josh, at the end of the day, Josh was like, you know, you worked really hard and I want to reward you for that. And like, just walked out to his locker or his car or whatever. And like came yeah. back and was like, here, have a bag of beef jerky. And we were like, Oh, that's awesome. So then we were like, dude, I want to have Josh oversee me because like I'll work hard and he'll be like, dude, here's some beef jerky. They all proceed to pass out for poisoning. (laughs) So I think Mitch did end up getting a bag at one point. I got a bag at one point. You guys actually did? Yeah. I thought it was just like the one time. I don't Mm -mm. know if you guys kept Mm -mm. getting Mm bag. And uh, (laughs) at at the end of shifts, like we'd always go out to eat at Subway or 
quick trip getting a box of donuts or something. Yeah. So, like, when shifts were done, we'd, like, walk out of the building. We'd ask every person we walked by, which was usually managers because we would leave late. Yeah. To try to stick around and do as much work as we could. And get out of the time. To get extra minutes, extra pennies. Time theft. <laughs> time theft. Yeah, so while we were leaving the building, we'd ask, like, every manager we could, like, Hey, dude, you want to? we're going to McDonald's. You want to come meet with us? And they'd, they'd all be like, no, 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 we have an after... We have an after shift meeting. We're like, oh, okay. And I found out later that they're just like not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to go and meet with us. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, I'll get to that story. <laughs> so while we were leaving the building one day, we were like, hey, yo, Josh, you want to come to McDonald's with us? He's like, oh, we have the after shift meeting, but maybe I'll be there. We're like, huh, awesome. So we went to McDonald's and we got our food and he didn't show up. We we're like, oh, whatever. Like the rest of the managers, it's whatever. Yeah. And then we went out to our car to drive home. And then he pulled up. We were like, yo, no way. Yeah. And then we were like talking BS with him for a little bit about. um, Just the job, probably. No, we were talking because <laughs> Mitch found this really funny because we were talking about like the prices at McDonald's. We were like, dude, this used to be 99 cents. And then Josh tried to like educate us about inflation. And we were like, dude, 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 dude. Like we went to high school and took an economics course. I know what inflation is. Yeah. But he just, like, explained that to us for five minutes. We're like, yep, yep, yes, sir, we know. And then we're like, okay, we're going home. So, really, he didn't get to eat with us. But, like, that was whatever. Because the next week, he vanished. Oh? He didn't show up to work anymore. He was gone. And we kept asking the rest of the managers, like, the rest of the managers, we were like, dude, where's Josh at? Where did Beef Jerky Man go? Where did Beef Jerky Man go? And we ended up finding one of the managers who was, like, his close friend. We're like, dude, what happened to Josh? He's like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm really worried about him because, like, we were going to hang out this weekend. I was like, oh, so you know him. I was like, tell me more. And he's like, I don't know. He just stopped showing up and we don't know what happened. And then, like, a week later, the other shoe dropped. Oh, which was? And I think one of, I don't remember which manager it was, told us, like, yeah, he got arrested. We're like, What? Yeah, he got arrested. Because I remember the one manager we talked to who was his friend. He was like, yeah, I hope he's not, like, dead in the ditch or anything. Because he's just not responding to any try to any way that I try to message him. Mm-hmm. Then we found out he got arrested. We are like, what? For what? And they went, ah, you should look this up, like, when you're off the clock. But, like, I think he was arrested for child solicitation. We are like, what? Well, you can explain what child... Because I actually, like... Child solicitation, I don't know what that exactly means. I understand the gist, but... That's, like... Buying or selling time with a minor. Oh. Yeah. So I read the police report, and the police report was like, the police had staged a sting yeah. operation where they had a cop, a young, a young cop who looked underaged, Pose but like she was 18 or older. Yeah. And they had her like on whatever yeah. sites or whatever level of the internet that you're on to like communicate about that stuff and be like hey show up to my apartment with a case of white claws and then we can spend a few hours together and then our manager showed up with a case of white claws and then he got arrested and we didn't have a manager anymore (sighs) and then the joke wasn't yeah the joke for a while wasn't it that he was grooming you three that's what we were that's what we were like kind of worried about we're like dude he was giving us gifts, and we were like, this guy's awesome. We should invite him to do things with us. He and, then, and then, boom! Child wait, solicitor. You guys were older than 18, though. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. At that time, we were. Like, that's when, like, you guys were, well, Mitch might have been, like, 18. That doesn't make it any, like, oh, no, less no. bad, though. I know, I know, I know, I yeah. know, I know. I'm not saying I, no, it was just bad, but free jerky. <laughs> <laughs> we did get free jerky. And yeah. got, it lessens on inflation. And we got lessons about inflation that we already knew. Yeah, because I remember Isaac didn't work the morning that I'd found that out, but it was the morning that we were going on the Duluth trip that we, we- talked about a few episodes ago. We're like, when we, when we all like loaded in the car, I was like, Isaac, do you remember your favorite manager, Josh, that we've been worried about because he's missing? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. So he got arrested for child solicitation. And Isaac was like, no. no! Isaac really liked him. Uh-huh. And he was a cool guy until we found out that he was actually a terrible guy. You know, people can hide behind a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then our friend Josh tried to work in there. We we're like, dude, don't worry. The bar's really low for being a Josh here. Yeah. So I, you can beat it. Easy. You Just can beat don't it. Don't look at a child. You, I promise you can do better than the last Josh. Right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Proceeds to cut up his leg. <laughs> Proceeds to fall into a gap between the truck and the building and cut up his leg. And I was like, dude, tell your manager. He's like, no, I don't want to feel bad. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. That was an awesome summer. <laughs> Because there were some shifts that, like, they, they like, did not have IC packages for us. But they didn't know that until they started opening the trucks. Yeah. So we would just, like, sit at the carts waiting for packages to come. And for, like, three hours. And Mitch would just, like, start playing Hearthstone. And was like, dude, awesome. And we just, like, played Hearthstone for two hours. Yeah. Every, like, five minutes, a package would come by. We're like, oh, that's ours. We should grab it. Grabbed it. Have another ten minutes till the next one comes. The dream. Yeah, there's there's one shift where I literally was like, the packages were coming very slow for a very while, long while, so I just put my phone and started playing a game on my phone mm-hmm. for a bit. Well, but then the packages sped up, so I had to like play the game while also handling the packages. Right, I can't quit the game. I'm in the. I can't quit a game while I'm in the middle of it. So I was like, like I was like, okay. At one point, I was like, okay, I look, I'm fine enough in the game. It's like an auto battler, so it handles itself after a while. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I just have to close it and hope I get into a high enough place where I get uh, rank points. Yeah. No. Um, that was the summer that we, um, that like FedEx had an official Hearthstone team put together. By official, I mean very unofficial. Oh, okay. I was like, did they actually sponsor <laughs> no, Hearthstone no, team? No, no, well, no. They did pay us to play Hearthstone. True. Because I think we'd loaded a truck like the wrong way. And our manager, Zeph, came around. He was like, hey, guys, um, we've got to reload this truck. But the driver is very particular about how he wants it to be loaded. So we need you guys to stick around for like an hour after everybody else has left. We're like, oh, okay, I'll get paid for another hour. Yeah. Yeah, stick around for another hour after everybody has left. And then when the driver gets here, he'll direct us on how to reload the truck. We're like, oh, okay, easy. Yeah. So we had to wait an hour for the driver to show up so that we could, like, do five minutes worth of work because he wanted it a particular way. That's whatever. So we were like, do you want us to do anything during this hour? And Zeph was like, I literally have nothing for you guys to do. You can just chill. So we just, like, sat down on boxes and played Hearthstone on our phone. We were like, hey, Zeph, do you play Hearthstone? He's like, dude, yeah, I play Hearthstone. So then he logged on, and now, for some reason, I have my manager, or my former manager, he doesn't work at FedEx anymore, on Hearthstone, and, like, I'll see him playing once in a while, I'm like, dude, Zeph, how's it going? And he'll tell me about where he's working now, and then I'm like, okay, have fun. Where is he working now? I think he went to work construction somewhere. Huh. Because at the point, 
that he was a manager for FedEx, he was also, like, right after the FedEx shift, he would go work construction. Oh, okay. He was, one, he was double dipping. He was the grind. He was like one of the grinding people, like that would just like work FedEx in like the wee yeah. hours in the morning and immediately work a day job. Yeah, he was a he was a grinder. He was double dipping the work, <laughs> and that was like the meme for the rest of that summer. I'd be like, Zeph, what have you been playing on Hearthstone recently?" And then he'd tell me about. It. I was like, "Dude, that's crazy. I hate that deck so much." Yeah. <laughs> no. no. <sighs> Was that like, was that your guys' last summer at FedEx? That was my last summer at FedEx. Alright. I know that because I looked at my resume the other day. I was like, did I really only work there for that long? I feel like it was more. Huh. Yeah. And then I guess we went to now my style of FedEx. Yeah. I'm trying what? to think of any other stories from that summer, but I don't. Yeah, so now me from uh like was originally trying to get like an internship or something for the summer, wasn't able to work anything out. Uh, and then went back to FedEx, um, after a long time and I switched sides of FedEx and working the day shift and not working like at 1am. Sad. I think it's fine cause I get to sleep in as long as I want and I can stay up as long as I want. No, no, no. But the, but the but mid- 3am calls brother. <laughs> the middle of the day though is the rough part is that it's just like, I, uh, I can hang out with friends a little bit before the day and then after which I can't really hang out much unless people want to hang out super late. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like, it's, I have, uh, it's been fine so far. I, I think yesterday was probably like my one story where it's just like kind of whack. It's like, I go, so there's a truck that's just getting absolutely slammed and like, Hey, can you help the, this guy out? I go in to help out. The packages follow it, like the wall falls a little bit, but not much. Mm-hmm. The guy, I can't tell if he's like angry or something. He just like walks out. I'm like, okay, he's getting water, going to the bathroom. He'll be back soon. Like, I don't know, like 20 minutes later, boss guy comes around. Where'd the other guy go? I was like, I don't know. Couldn't tell you, brother. <laughs> so I was like, uh, and then that, the entire shift, I was like, I was like, usually in that stuff, I get stuff to get a little angry and a little bit tired because it's just like so many boxes and so many heavy ones in mm-hmm. those trucks. Chewy boxes, I... Those ones can burn all in a pit. I don't care. Chewy Box is the the pet food brand. Yeah, go to it's just pet stuff. I don't know exactly if it's just pet food. Go to the store and buy it. I don't care. You don't need to order thirty pounds of dog food. <laughs> I don't know. I have loaded more than a hundred, like more than a hundred things of dog food in each truck mm-hmm. each day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there can't be this many dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, when I was, when I was sent to unload one day, the manager told me, like, he opened up a truck and saw it full of Chewy Boxes. He was like, yes, love Chewy Boxes. Because apparently back then, they packed their boxes differently. Where if they had, like, 30 pounds of dog food, they would spread that out amongst, like, 10 different boxes. Uh. And the boxes, the boxes were firm, well-packaged, and sturdy, but light. Oh, which is the dream box. It's firm, well-packaged, sturdy, but heavy, heavy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like when it, when it gets bad on the conveyor belt for like when it's getting stocked up a lot, mm-hmm. eventually when you get to some parts, it, you'll just find, even though it's a sturdy box, it's just like really crushed to a piece of paper size. Yep. Between other Chewy boxes. <sighs> That's crazy. We should, we should send an email to the Chewy company to pack their boxes differently. Tell them, like, hey, stop. Whatever y'all were doing before, do it again. Like, use more material. No. Please. Please. Yeah, that's really just all my working experience at FedEx. 
I have a funny uh, story from one of my coworker, uh, coworkers from my past like summer job where I worked in like a landscaping company. Really love loved the like loved my boss. Didn't like the coworkers as much, um, but the, and the job was really nice. Um, but my coworker, I was like, I was it was like a job where I was like the only guy who's under forty, mm-hmm. and I was like twenty at that age. Yep. So there's a definitely age gap there. Um, but no, so I was talking with like I have one coworker that I work constantly with because it's like me and him are like a partner in this one like area, and I was getting sort of I was like uh, like a family story a little bit. Apparently, he he had his brother was handling the financials for his like uh, their mom because like the mom was like super old, not that like doesn't like handle the finances that like doesn't know finances that well or numbers that kind of stuff. Um, then they later find out that the the brother had a bunch of different credit cards and, like, loans pulled out in the mom's name. Oh, that's yeah. villainous. And then, like, the they, the brother is, like, kicked out. Hmm. That was your coworker? Yeah, that was, so my, that was your coworker's brother. My coworker's brother. Okay. And now my, uh, my coworker, like, lives with the mom and, like, helps her out with stuff. Yeah. I remember last summer when you were telling me about your job. Like, you, you said that you got to the point working for them where, like, you were doing their bookkeeping for, like, oh yeah flowers and stuff, right? I, like, so, for when they would go out to, like, for the jobs they would have, I would be able to... My boss would sometimes have me, when he had to do other stuff, go in into the office area, and then I would, like, write down uh, how many plants of, like, specific plants were being uh, sold to that specific job, mm-hmm. and, and what kind of trees, all that kind of stuff, and write, write that down. Yeah. And when you told me about that, I was like, what? You're doing more accounting work than I am, and I'm the accounting major. Yeah, because you're like, you're, you're at a different internship. That's when we went to Texas. That's when I was working for Pulse, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to say one more thing about FedEx. Yeah. Before we move on to whatever. So, one of, the, one of the important lessons I learned while working at FedEx, there was one shift where um, before I went to work, so, chocolate <laughs> increases your metabolism. This is when you work with me when we first working. Mm-hmm. Chocolate increases your metabolism. Because every single morning for breakfast, before I went to work at FedEx, I would make myself scrambled eggs. Because eggs are like my, I need to wake up and grind food. Yeah, they're good energy food and they're good for you. Yep. So, there was one shift and only one shift where I was like, oh, I want a piece of chocolate before I go to work. I had one piece of dark chocolate. Dark chocolate cranks your metabolism way more than any other kind of chocolate. Oh, okay. So then at work, like normally I'd get hungry four hours into the shift and I'd eat the fruit snacks that I brought and then I'd be fine until the end of the shift. Yeah. This shift, I got hungry so fast. I just burned through my energy so much faster. And then like when <laughs> when it was like five in the morning, I literally like fell asleep in a truck that I was unloading and the manager walked by, saw that I'd fallen asleep, just, like, standing against the wall. I didn't, like, lay down and fall asleep. I'd leaned up against the wall I didn't and know just, this like, happened. crashed. I didn't know that happened. I was, like, energy crashed. And the manager walked by. He was like, uh, Nate, you can go home for the day. And I was like, what? Okay. And then I, like, tracked down Max and I told you. And I was like, yeah, I'll be out in the car. They sent me home. <laughs> so I just, like, slept in the car for an hour before you were off. And I was like... That was weird. I'm never having chocolate again before yeah. work. <laughs> I remember you were just like, we were telling you, like, you were just starving in like the middle of like just the shift. Mm-hmm. 
There's like the chocolate. It killed me. It did. It's my weakness. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know if I have any other FedEx stories. Like you can always tell the FedEx stories of like getting slammed at a truck, like getting like so many packages you can't handle it. But did I like... tell the story about getting in a fight with a truck driver yet? <gasps> no. Oh my god. I knew we were forgetting a big one. I remember this. You were upsetting spaghetti about mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, so this was the first summer when it was me and Max. And as you've probably picked up, I normally worked the IC belt or any other position in the building. If they tried to send me to work on van lines, I'd be like, I could do that or I could do literally anything else. Please put me somewhere else. Yeah. And they'd usually be like, oh, okay. All right, well, I'll put you somewhere else because yeah, I hate you, working the van usually, lines. Like, the managers are most of the time pretty nice and they're not going to be like... Oh, I don't care. You go go to go to do what you hate. Or if they are like that, instead they'll be like, "No, no, no! I'll stick around and help you if you fall behind." And they'll be like, "Oh, it's okay. They'll help me." And then your manager will just walk away and never come back. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> if it's like that, we, like they have to trick you to van lines. <laughs> but I was sent to work on a van line, and I, I like do not know how to load yeah, individual cause, vans. Because like in vans. You- uh, you have to scan the package into the truck, and then there's like, depending on what numbers are on the package, you have to put in a certain area. And it's like, there's supposed to be labels, but half of them are like scraped off because mm-hmm. of just like use. Or my my running joke slash go to excuse was if a manager comes up and asks you, "Do you know how to use a scanner?" You say no, because mm-hmm. if they want to know if you can use a scanner, they want to put you on the van line, so they'd be like, "Do you know how to use a scanner?" I go, "Ah, oh. no, nobody's ever taught me. I've been taught." at least six times how to use a scanner but usually saying no i don't know how to use a scanner they'd be like oh i'll find someone else then i'm like yes yeah but this particular time it didn't work they're like no we really need you at this van line i was like frick wasn't like 10 no it wasn't 10 it was uh it was line five or six or something for context if you guys don't remember 10 like 10 and like 11 were like the absolute worst ones that just have so many yeah everything else is like kind of fine that's like yeah, getting sent to 9, 10, or 11 is like getting sent to hell. Yeah. <laughs> but they sent me there, and I remember it was me and just the manager on my side of the belt for that belt. And she was a very... she's That's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lady. She still works there, but she changed to work as a van driver. Okay. Um, She's short, has red hair, and is like really loud and energetic. Yep, okay, yep. Yeah, she still works there, but she changed to working as a van driver. Okay. But she could handle she could handle so many trucks by herself. Yeah, she was, like, she was really good at the job. Uh-huh. So she told me, okay, you have these you have these six trucks to handle. And I was like, six? And she's like, yep, I, I know it's going to be a lot. I'll do my best to help you. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. She's like, you have these six. And if you have to stage the packages, which is where you don't put them in the truck, but yeah. you put them next to the truck because you don't have the time to yeah, go in see- and... Jenga it into its correct spot. That happens so often. Like, even with me, who I just had a three, it's like, I can't, uh, there's so many packages coming that you could have to scan, scan the truck and put it down. I just like, I couldn't put, go into the truck and organize it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll do my best. So I picked the, like the first three trucks I was trying to like put packages into. And then the last three, I was like, I'm just going to stage those ones. Those ones are screwed. And that's just how it's going to work. Yeah. So hours went by and I was doing okay at keeping up. And then she was like, hey, they just called over the radio and said that they're going to increase the unload speed, meaning we're going to see a lot more packages. And I was like, ooh, okay. And she was like, if you have to stage, it's okay. Just do it if you have to. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll do my best. 
So the rate of pack just drastically increases, and I'm doing my best to keep up on stage. But there's a pileup of packages at the end of the belt, and I'm like, oh, I have a lot to work through. So I was just like moving constantly. Grab package, put it in front of a truck. Grab packet, put it in front of a truck. Yeah. Grab package, put it in front of a truck. And then like you get so many packages staged that it start, the pile starts to tumble. Yep. And you yep. have to put that pile back together before it was so much. And then... It gets to the point where, though, sometimes when you're staging so much, you, you can't like walk half the time. Yeah. You have to... Every step, you have to like step exactly with... It's like Frogger. You have to go from lily pad to lily pad to lily pad just yep. to like grab one more package. Mm-hmm. And then, the van drivers showed up. They show up like kind of like an hour or so before the before uh, the shift is over. Yeah, because they show up and they will like fix however the packages have been arranged in their vans or yeah. their trucks. Yeah, they'll like get it how they want it. And then sometimes if they're, they're actually a really nice one, which I've had, luckily had a couple times when I was working on van lines, then she just grab the packages that have been staged and handle them for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they they want to drive out and leave as soon as they can because they get paid they get paid for the day being done and not for how long yeah they're not paid hourly they're paid by the day so they just want to like get their van out as soon as they can so that they can get their day over with and get paid yeah so the van drivers started showing up and i see like some of them are like helping put away the packages in their truck and some of them aren't because like they're not required to but they usually will because they want to leave asap and one shows up in a truck that I was staging for. And then he walks out the back of the truck and shouts to one of his friends across the belt. He's like, dude, look at all these staged packages. And I was like, oh, great. No, like, I don't want to have to stage. If it were up to me, like, your van would be perfectly organized. Trust me. Ideally, I would not be working in a pigsty. Yeah. But that's how many packages we have right now. And how little workers. Yeah. So he shouted that and I was like, okay, we are going to steer clear of that guy because I think he's mad at me. Mm-hmm. So then he starts um, he starts taking the stage packages from his van and arranging them into his van. And then he has like another girl driver come and help him like stage. So like they were, they were getting it done pretty quick. And then I had a package to bring into the truck and I was like, well, I could put it here on the stage pile or I could walk in and like hand it to him. So I walked in and I like put it on the ground because his back was turned at the time. And then he turns around and sees me and he goes, dude, can't you just get these loaded into the truck? And I was like, I don't have time to deal with this. So then I just said like, sorry, doc, got another truck to work on. And I walked out and I worked on the next five trucks that were also drowning in packages. Yeah. So then I got another package for his truck and I walked in and then he said something sassy to me again. And I went, all right, if you want to be hand... I said, if you want to be spoon-fed your packages, here you go. And I put it right into his hands. Yeah. So saying spoon-fed implied that he was being a baby because he was being a baby. Yeah, yeah. He did not appreciate that. Well, cool question, because I don't remember this this uh, this information. Was this guy like an old, oldie? Was he like a mid-aged or what? Like what? No, he was a... He had like a Texas accent. He was a big dude. Was he, like, younger or older, you'd say? I'd say he was, like, 30 or young 40s. Right? Yeah. Mm, maybe younger than that. I don't know. I don't know. He was young enough to, like, still be mad about work and not just, like, <laughs> and not just like accept that work sucks sometimes. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I said that to him. I handed him the package, and he, like, dropped it on the ground. 
looked me dead in the eye and went, I don't have to take this. And like, he goes, I'm going to go find a manager. And I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't know I was dealing with a male Karen. (laughs) So then he walks over to like the manager of the belt because it wasn't. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lady, and I call her yeah. that because she wore the Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja like, Turtle shirt to work all the time. I remember this. Yeah, she she like wore like she had like a specific outfit she'd wear a lot. Yep. So he just found the closest manager who happened to be an IC manager, my position. Yeah. So he walked up to him and complained and like mouthed off and was like, "That guy sucks," and he like just called me a baby. Or I don't know how the interaction went. Yeah. But. The guy that he talked to knew that I wasn't supposed to be working this position in the first place. So we just told him, like, yeah, he's, like, not even supposed to be working in this area of the building. So he's doing his best. You'll have to be patient. Yeah. And then the guy walked up. Then my manager walked up to him and was like, hey, if another driver gets mad at you, just, like, don't talk to them. And then they sent me to work somewhere else. And then I remember, like, the next next week or so, like, they had a new new policy that was, like, package handlers do not verbally interact with truck drivers. And I was like, hey, hey, I made that happen. <laughs> I remember, I remember after that shift, you were absolutely pissed. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think like, that's when like, I think that's actually when I first time I've seen you being that angry at someone. Because yeah. normally you, you'll get angry at someone, but you are usually someone who can usually calm down real quick. Uh, but I think that's the first time I say, like, I actually fume about, uh, like, a person. Yeah. Like, that hard. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the FedEx stories I've got in the chamber today. Learning trust and not to trust. Okay. All right, so I... Have, I think you'll I, need to take lead on that. Yeah, no, I have, I like, so here's, like, my questions. I've, I'm someone who gets, like, super trusting and that, uh, that kind of stuff. So I was curious... Um, do you have like a mo? Did you ever have like a moment where you like? Cause okay, I've I'd say probably closer to when I was like seventeen. Uh, I was like seventeen or eighteen. Um, I learned to be like not super trusting of everything around me and start to like doubt people and especially adults or older people. Mm-hmm. I still have a problem. I'm I'm horrible dealing with older people because I always get super nervous when I talk to them. Because I always like I have like a thing. I don't know. How, why or how but i have like a thing where i get like i try to get be super respectful to anyone who's older than me i don't know why exactly it's always just been something so that's why i've always had easier time talking to younger people mm-hmm. um but like i you don't feel like you have to like extend that mandatory respect yeah but so like to older but like for older people it's like me having like a respect and trust for them like thinking they know a lot and then I know, like, 16 and 17, I started to realize a lot when I looked into things, just, like, people are stupid. Sometimes even adults mess up. Not sometimes. It's kind of, like, just, like, the same amount as you. They're just people. What? Like, did you, like, did you ever think you had, like, a moment or, like, uh, like, like, what was, like, the age that you'd say that you were, like... Yeah, people can be stupid, and people like people like adults, especially like aren't just infallible. Because when um, I was like a kid, you know, like oh yeah, they don't know everything, but that doesn't mean like infallible in my mind. Yeah, I think honestly, not to turn it back towards FedEx, but I think that was at FedEx. I learned a lot from working there. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel. Also, I guess being exposed to more adults, like at FedEx, is probably what also led to 
yeah. being, making more realizations. Because, like, throughout high school, like, who do you, you're, you're, like, required to look to the adults as the wise ones to teach you. Because they have the power. Yeah. And more importantly, they have the Jolly Ranchers that they hand out to students. True, they have the so candy. So you better respect what they think. Otherwise, you won't get no darn Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, wasn't uh, our graduation... I, this is just a random thing. Graduation, we had it where we wanted uh, one person to do, be, do our graduation speech. That person turned it down. Yeah, and we then all was, like, voted for one teacher. It was a very popular vote to like do the graduation speech. Yeah, and so we wanted them to do it. They turned it down. And then we wanted a different person to do it. It wasn't that he turned it down. I thought it was. No, it was that he had to run what he was going to say by the principal. Yes. And and that teacher was like, I'm going to tell him the truth. Like, you've graduated. Congratulations. But, like, life life doesn't stop once you've graduated. Like, now you've got to, like, actually do hard things and not have your schedule handed to you every day. And you've got to make decisions for your life. And the principal was like, no, that's too harsh. I just want to hear a congrats. Sorry. That was harsh on the principal. But the principal was like, no, you've got to have a different topic. Yeah, it can't just be like, yeah, high school's easy. Now you have to deal with the hard stuff. Yeah, and the principal was like, well, I don't think I can let you speak then. And the teacher was like, then I guess I won't speak if I'm not allowed to speak what I want. Which I think was, I respect that. Yeah, defending his freedom of speech. Yeah, and then I think we had a second teacher, but then the second teacher turned down, I thought. And then was the second I thought it was like because uh, I heard like Kapsner. Oh, I heard Kapsner was like one of the options that people were looking into, but Kapsner was like, "No, I don't want to do it." Uh, I think is what he said because mm-hmm. I feel like Kapsner had the same mentality as whatever the first teacher was. Um, and then I think huh. it got handed down to Bynum in the end. Yeah, and she was plenty happy to do the speech. Yeah, because she loves students. She's a teacher <laughs> who loves what she does. Yes. Uh, but no, um, I think, yeah, I think probably like, like ending high school is when I was starting to like be less trusting of people. Yeah. But I was like, hmm. I'm someone until proven wrong, I'll just trust the person. It's a bad habit. <laughs> like I'll play like, games or I'll just like talk to someone new and I'll be like, oh, right, hi. Yeah. And just like treat them normally. And then it's, but until, and then I'll just like find out later. There's like, oh yeah from like other people they're just like a mean person apparently or like they've done bad stuff i think one of the moments that like that's where like i understood that like whoa people just make stupid decisions and it's honestly just a mistake sometimes i think for me that was the first dating attempt i did at northwestern um Mm -hmm. so without going into it too much she was like, so she was not over her ex yet, but and she, but she was being friendly towards me, and I thought I misinterpreted the being friendly as flirtatious, as flirting with me. And so, like at one point, like th- it got to the point where like we went to watch a football practice together because she was in a photography class, and I didn't realize we went there just so she could take pictures of her ex. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is a fun date. I think she's still flirting with me. And then it turned out she wasn't. And then I realized, oh, she just had no idea. Like, she just, she was completely oblivious to the fact that I was interested. Yeah, it's also whack, like, trying to think about what other people think. It's like, 
I don't know how big of a like, thing this is for you, but for me, I'm constantly, like, absolutely constantly thinking about what other people think about me and what, just what they're trying to think at the moment. I, I've, like, my way of trying to handle those social situations is predicting what people are thinking, not just about me, but just what they're thinking, because then I can, like, prepare for what I think they're thinking. I think we've played too much subterfuge or hidden role games in our lives like among us no i think this is a good new person because you've you've heard stories and like you probably felt the stories yourself about constantly thinking or like in high school what others are thinking about you yeah i know like many people struggle with that and stuff like i know i that's like one of the main reasons why i get socially anxious when i try to talk to people is because mm-hmm. i'm just worried i'm worried about what they're going to think about me uh, i'm learning more and more to accept they're just a normal person. If I was in their scenario, like, me talking to, like, I don't want to go do this, talk to these people at work because I don't want to, like, uh, seem like weird, like a weird kid because I'm, like, need to ask questions about being, because I made a stupid decision earlier or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, mm-hmm. if I was in their position, I'd be, like, okay, let's just handle it. Instead of being, like, oh, you're weird. I would never be like that. Unless the kid was just weird, which I can be sometimes. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> so, I... Sometimes I'll think about like, oh no, what are they thinking and do they think that I'm doing this wrong? But like as soon as my mind starts to like go down that rabbit hole of like, what are the people thinking? Then I usually default to, I am not going to guess right. Therefore, I should, like, like, am I right? So, no, is it, I just, I like the idea. My mentality is the opposite, where, like, I, I think I can know what they're thinking. And it's, like, the opposite mentality, where Nate has been proven wrong so many times that he, like, he can trust that he will be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, the um, the philosophical principle of, like, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. Which means, like, I can only learn from here. Yeah. So, like, if I'm trying to, like, guess or second guess or triple guess what somebody else is thinking, I just inevitably go, well... I'm going to get it wrong, so I hope that they will react well to whatever I do, but I'm just going to do, going to do something. And I'm the opposite. I'm like the one where if they throw a curveball, I just panic. Where it's like if they're not thinking like somewhat to what I thought they were thinking, I just start to panic. Yeah. What I default to after I've like discarded trying to double or triple think about what they're doing yeah. or how they're going to react, I usually just assume... I. This does not work for everybody that I interact with, but like I usually assume they are probably thinking the same way I am, or they are probably going to react to this the same way that I will, or they are going to, they're, the same idea is probably running through their head as is running through mine. Therefore, I think they'll react just like I will, so we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that does not work. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was also thinking about like, the way both me, it's like I always get like, I don't say I get oversensitive. I get sensitive about like trying to like make jokes and stuff. Because I like, I like to make jokes a lot. Uh, like little side comments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always get nervous when I'm with like a group that I'm not fully sure on like how they view everything. So I always like have to like be conscious. Like I have to think about what I'm going to say and be like, can they be offended by this? Yeah. And stuff like that. I always have to be super careful about it. Because I like, I'll say some, I'll say some messed up, not like really messed up, but some like based jokes mm-hmm. that I know I don't mean, <laughs> but I like, I'll just say, cause it's like funny to think, it's just like a funny joke of uh-huh. like how based uh-huh. it actually is. But if the wrong person had heard that, then. Yeah. It's like, I'll be like, there's like people I still know. And I feel like that also limits how 
I how close I can make a connection with someone. Because mm-hmm. if it's a new person, it take like I feel like I can't really show like fully like my humor and like my stuff with them until like I, I can know that they're that it's fine. But that also limits how fast I can make that connection. Yeah. Hmm. Because people I still know and I still talk to regularly that I like don't make every single joke that pops up into my head. Because I know, like, I not that I know, but I'm not sure how they'd react. That's called having a filter. <laughs> I know, but I don't like, I like having no filter. There, yeah, it's it's refreshing to be around the people that you can have no filter with, right? Yeah, it's, I feel like if you don't have a person you can be no filter with, it's... Life, life is agonizing. Life feels much harder than it would. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I have like a, I have a, I have a handful of people I can have no filter with, and I'm very happy. Because <laughs> I remember when I was younger, whenever I would like say the first thing that popped into my head and it was stupid, my dad, my dad would be like, "Nate, you've got to learn to use a filter." And for like years, I was like, "What does that even mean?" And then he explained like, "Filter means you don't just say whatever pops into your head, or if you need to say something, you wait for the right time to say it." Like for instance. When two people are in the middle of a conversation, you can't just shout out your question. Because that used to frustrate my parents a lot. Where, like, they'd be in the middle of talking, and I would just be like, Hey, Mom, what's the opposite of the color blue on the color circle? <laughs> and they'd be like, Dog, filter. <laughs> and, like, there was a point. This So when I'm, when I'm at Northwestern, the last three years, I've worked as a janitor. Yeah. And me and my janitor coworkers... Like, we talk no filter a lot. Like, we'll we'll just talk about, like, anything that comes to our mind while we're working. Yeah. But I think one of my coworkers got a little sick of my no filter. So, I'd, like, ask a question. She'd be like, Nate, filter! And I was like, whoa, my dad used to say that to me. That's crazy. Now Wait, you're doing you, it. That's what, weird. What do you mean filter? I... <sighs> we're asking, like, a weird question? I don't even remember. I just remember that it happened enough times where, like, the joke was that she was becoming my dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> or she's just like, he's weird. I don't want to talk to him. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. My, my coworkers can't escape me at at the Northwestern. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so just, like, filter... Is I I hate having to filter myself. I'm just like so used to like saying like absolutely like horrendous things probably. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just saying absolutely horrendous things with my friends, not meaning any of it, but and still being fine to say. Because it. like around people, you can be no filter or we, we, look at me. Look at me, Max. Or uh, around at, people, you can be low filter with. Okay. Maybe not no filter, but like around those people. You know that they're comfortable with it, and they know when you'll be joking, so they won't, like, misinterpret and panic over something. Mm. Yeah. Because if we took everything I said without without thinking that I... Uh, with thinking I meant every single word I don't I said, know what level of security prison it would be in. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a movie about it. Yeah. About the prison they built just for Max. But yeah, it's just, like, the joking stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, because, like, my favorite comedy, like, I am very much advocate of darker humor and, like, sadder humor. Oh, yeah. I remember in track in middle school, you were like, Nate, have you ever heard an anti-joke? And I was like, what's an anti-joke? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you told me, Nate, no, you tell it. Do you remember what I'm no, talking about? No, I do not remember this. I don't remember this okay, joke. Okay, you were like, what did the kid with no arms and no legs get for Christmas? And I was like, 
this supposed to be funny? And I'm like, no, what did he get? And he went, he got cancer. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> You're like, that's an anti-joke. And I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> yeah, yep, that sounds like me. <laughs> That's a core memory, like walking to track practice, and you were like, Nate, you want to hear an anti-joke? <laughs> yeah, I remember looking up, like, anti-jokes, because I thought they were very funny. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta have people that you can be zero, no filter, or low filter with. Yeah. And people you can reveal, like, anything. Like, I, like, Nate, for, for like... Responses like Nate is one of the, I have a couple people like Nate is one of the few people in my life that like, I can literally share anything with them and like he's someone who can like help me a lot with like stress stuff and it's like if I never had those kind of people it literally who, be, would, like, who would I be in life yeah I feel like a completely <laughs> different person it's like I am a much less happy person I think mm-hmm. having someone in your life that's like that is like everyone should have that and everyone like needs that yeah, I I understand some people like don't have that, and I just like bless up, bless up. <laughs> I'm boys. so sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah, don't know how to don't know how you can find that person. It kind of just happens for me. Mm-hmm. But it like, I guess going back to the topic of like knowing who you can trust. Yeah, you want to have people that you can no filter with, right? Yeah, that does not mean. That you trauma dump on people to test whether or not. I, I don't, luckily I'm someone who, like, I've been lucky in life and haven't, like, had to have too much trauma in my life happen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, someone who's, like, had an okay life. Yeah. Like, nothing, like, amazing, nothing horrible. Um, so I've never, like, I've never, like, had been someone to, like, I've never had, I've never, I don't have the trauma to dump. Okay, okay. Because I... I remember I was going for a run with one of my teammates at Northwestern and because I think I talked about this in a prior episode, like unfortunately a whole lot of our team was injured this last season. So it'd just be me and this other guy running. And so like, if you go on an hour run with somebody five times a week, you're either going to have really awkward silence or you're going to get to know them. (laughs) So I remember we were going for a run and like, the run before, no, it was this run. So we were going on a run and yeah, no, no, no. The run before we talked about like how each of us had met our current girlfriends. And yeah. like, that was a fun story for like each of us to tell. Yeah. Because it's a, for me and my girlfriend, Jackie, like it's a really long and fun story to tell about how we started dating. Mine is quite, it's kind of just like a short story that just worked out. <laughs> But, like, we were going on a run the next week, and I was like, bro, tell me something. <laughs> we were in, like, a no-filter moment. I was like, bro, tell me something sad about your life. <laughs> and bro, he... what? You're just... Okay, so you're complaining about trauma dump, but now you're asking for the trauma no, dump? No, because we're... No, because we're in, like, a... we're in, like, a no-filter zone. Okay, okay. <laughs> you guys are both and on runner's was... high. And... Yeah, yeah, we're both on runner's high. And he was like, yeah, it's weird how, like... Once you know somebody for long enough, and he, like, held out his hand in a comical way, he was like, and then put his finger in his hand, he's like, right here, give me your trauma, I want to hear it, we're friends now. 
<laughs> and I was like, no, why is that so true? He was like, it's like people just bond better and they're like, give me your trauma. I want to hear it. Well, yeah, because I think it's like the part where it's like, it's, it's weird, but it's like you're giving someone blackmail on yourself. True. Yeah. So you... Because, like, if I... There's there's things, like, I've told people I've run with, and I was like, man, if they were my enemy in life, I just, like, handed them a loaded gun. Yeah, so it's, like, giving trauma is, like, a show of trust, I guess you could say. And also, like, them knowing that is, like, something that makes you feel, like, seen or known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you've got... And who doesn't, like, talk about themselves? Dude, that's a cheat code in life. You make people talk... You get people to talk about themselves and they think you're the coolest person ever because everybody loves to talk about themselves. I'm going to turn a conversation to them talking about themselves. Then they're like, whoa, this person really likes me. And I'm going to feel bad real quick about this, but I'm the kind of person where like, if someone wants to try and dump me, I'm a-okay with that. I... I like it's it's weird. I hate I like I feel horrible and I like not me like horrible. You feel horrible. I'm not guilty. Not guilty. Horrible. Like I feel horrible as in like I wish you, you, they didn't have to go through that trauma. I wish they didn't have to deal with this trauma. That kind of yeah. stuff. But at the same time, it's juicy. <laughs> it's so it's no like, no. Like, you're right. It's like lucky. It's like it's like inform- It's like a story that's real, and you're like, oh, oh my god. I can't believe it's actually happened to a person. Yeah, cause especially with me, like, I had no trauma. Like, hearing trauma is, like, crazy to me. And it's, like, an entertaining story. hmm And, like, when they... Like, they're telling you about it because it's bothering them. Or, like, talking about it out loud helps them process it. Yeah. And you're, like... With someone, like, trauma dumps on you, you're, like, ooh, maybe our relationship wasn't ready for that yet. But when they start doing it, you're, like, okay... They still need, like, to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like... Mm. Well, I just I just don't think, you, like, the first time you meet someone, you, like... Unless it's, like, for a specific reason, don't... I don't think you, like, trauma dump day one. No. No, sir. Unless it's, like, you want to, like... Unless you're, like... Because I know... I have, like, had people in the past where it's, like, they don't want like me to like learn this later and then look at them differently so they like they trauma dump a, like not everything but a little bit right away because mm-hmm. they're like I they don't want the foundation of your friendship built on lies built no. on lies no but like built on something that isn't actually something yeah which is i guess lie yeah well i think for the sake of our ability to email this soundbite between one another, we should end this episode. No, I think this... Look, we've done once longer than this. I think we... I get... Okay. The last the last time you tried to email me one, it didn't send them. I think that's because it was too big. All right. I guess that means we'll have to end here. Unfortunately. I hope we see you guys again. I hope you guys keep listening. Have fun! Bye! Be safe at school! Don't do drugs. Tell me all about it when you get home. Thank you guys for listening.